Hello, I thought that I... Oh, oh, sorry. Hello, Sorensen. Sound, I thought I could listen to music and walk, but it seems not. Um, as per usual, my stomach hurts. It's windy, and it is 30 degrees Celsius. So that's brutal. Um, I recently got a job at a Vietnamese restaurant. Uh, I'm still learning the ropes. I'm still still doing things, but um, but I hope you know what I mean. Uh, just like this podcast, I'm learning some lessons, not learning others. Like I now know that if you use GarageBand, you have to turn off the metronome. Oh well. (laughs) Um, I'm a big believer in being bad at your hobbies, so it's okay. Uh, That doesn't mean that you should just be ignorant once you learn a lesson. It just means you don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect. Sorry for screaming, I don't know how much to compensate for the wind. I also learned that I don't hate my voice as much as I once did. Um, and then I was like, oh, like, this is, like, listening to my voice, I was like, that is, like, that was fine. Um, because, you know how, like, your head voice, everything, like, it just sounds normal to you, the way you talk. So it was, I don't know, I guess the external matches the internal a bit more closely now. Especially as I've aged, and my voice is deeper. Speaking of aging... My birthday is in less than a month. Uh, it'll be my Taylor, Taylor year, before my Jordan year. Good old, good old 22. Uh, we can hope. It's, it's seeming like it will be happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It seems like it will be miserable and wonderful. Um, but the thing is, 21 beat, beat the life out of me. You know? So, I am just confused. And it's one of those things where I feel like that's not, like, I I, I wasn't ready for it, I guess. I was not ready for how confused I would be. Even though I know I'm doing my master's, like this little transitional period, I guess where I'm taking care of my mom after surgery and doing whatever, seeing whatever friends I can, having them visit me, doing like all these side quests, like it's just an era of side quests and I don't like that. Um, I'm not one for side quests in the first place. Um, So that's been interesting because I just like, how do you fully dedicate your, I I tend to like to do things like all the way, I don't like to half-ass them. Which is why the hobby thing is it's a big breakthrough for me, okay? Um, but yeah, how do you like half-ass like three months of your life? And nothing really is like very beautiful. It's very, it's very, it's fucking hot today. But nature's very pretty. People, for the most part, are very nice. They can't drive for their lives, but you know, teach their own, I guess. Um, but I just, like, I have no 
roots here, like, other than my mom and my cats, who I just don't associate with here. I'm, like, I associate them with Chicago, so it's, like, and I could, I could see my mom anywhere. I don't know, so I just feel, like, in the first place, there's, like, no meaning for me built in here, and like I said, like, I can access those things, but ultimately, I sometimes just, like, fail to see the point, because I don't want this to become a place that I am attached to. Um, just because I know that this is not where my mom would be forever. And since she's the only thing I got here, that's fine. Um, but with that said, like I do try, like I'll go to the same coffee shops a lot. I'll talk to strangers, whatever. And it's like genuinely lovely, but I think that's just like kind of what I already do on the day to day as it is. Like even in New York, like I just talk to anyone that like if I like someone's outfit I'll be like oh my gosh I like this thing um there's a particularly rambunctious duo up ahead um that you'll probably hear in passing but <laughs> yeah so this job is really fun honestly I really like making the drinks one second a migration for birds all I heard was migration is for birds and we're done, right? Because this is a little... That's not... Like, I don't really consider it a trail, but I guess it is. Um, I think it's more just because it's hot, which I get wholeheartedly. Uh, so... Yeah, no, but the job... <laughs> it's funny, because the... This is only my third day. In the first two, I worked the night shift with, like, the same people. Not the Lucy Dacus song. Dacus? Dacus? So this happens to me a lot as like as a child like I was I'm very introverted and just like read a lot didn't like talk a ton except to like very close friends whatever who are just similarly like well read but it's one of those things where it's like saying a word out loud that you've only read in this case it's the name um so yes oh night shift <laughs> It's been, I don't, I prefer, typically my first morning shift, and I much prefer that. Morning's a loose term, it's like a lunch shift and then a dinner one. And lunch is fun, even though there's a lot more people, it also makes the time just go a lot faster. So, you look up and then it's pretty much time to go, and then that's that. And we get to, like, make ourselves one meal. And I love Vietnamese food, but I've done bun mi the last two days. And I <laughs> never thought I would get sick of bun mi, let alone so quickly. So um, I made myself like lemongrass chicken vermicelli thing. We don't have, because it's like in the south, a lot of the names aren't like the proper ones, except for all the different pho. So, yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm just too lazy to make myself fun. I will. One of these days, but I'm not in a rush. But then, like, when you get off at 8.30, for me personally, I like to eat dinner weirdly early, like 5. Um, so it's a little too late for me personally. So I think I'm just going to start making myself, like, Thai tea at night, regardless of what I've eaten that day. But today, I think... 
And I also just will happen to work more morning shifts, which I am glad for. And so at night, it's just like, it's pretty much an all girl like staff. I don't know. Um, so it's very like, probably very like understanding, very like open, breezy, like it, it works really well. And I was like, oh, like I like this so much more than like any similar like service role I've had. It's so, like, it was just genuinely, like, easy, fun, enjoyable. Um, and today I knew, oh my gosh, sorry. <clears throat> and today I knew that there would be um, a guy on the shift, and I was, like, I was a little afraid. I was, like, what's the energy going to be? What's going to happen? I mean, I just would have been afraid regardless of, like, if it was a new person. But I think there is just, like, when you're marginalized in the same way, there tends to be a little bit easier of understanding, if you will. But he was so nice. He was so lovely, very open. Very, he talked about his girlfriend all the time. It was very cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just sweet. it was very endearing, and he was so like very very kind to me. And he was, even though he's younger, uh, he's been there a lot longer. And I always just like I would just default to questions because I'm someone who just doesn't want to get things wrong. Um, he was like, he, he said that first first morning shift is like your first day in a way because it's so much busier whatever he was like you're like so much better than I did whatever whatever and I was like oh it's just genuinely nice and especially because he is like younger than me it's nice that like someone still is like I don't know social capability astounds me sometimes is all um says but that kind of like I don't know like I because I genuinely enjoy it and I'm like, yeah. Because the last time I had a service shop, I quit the second day. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, no, no. Um, so it makes it easier to like have something to do every day. But at the same time I did, uh, I had already adjusted to like being the nurse, like that schedule in its own way. And that one had a lot less like meaning, I suppose. Um, I, I just, I had a lot of time to, like, distract myself with my phone and everything like this, and now working, <laughs> like, I, I do not go on my phone a single time. There's shorter shifts, so there's no, like, lunch break or anything. Um, I also just, like, I wouldn't want one to feel, like, weird, and I feel like eating in the middle of a job where you're standing the whole time <laughs> would, like, it'd feel really bloated and comfortable, I think. Uh, so, yeah. But where is that going? Oh, yeah, so it's been a lot of... Honestly, I'm grateful that it's just time where I'm, like, I cannot be on my phone. I cannot be distracting myself. I just, like, as much as you have to focus on the task at hand, it does become a bit of second nature. So there's a lot of, like, just time where you kind of... Even if you're spaced out, you have to organize your thoughts. Um because otherwise there's not much else to do. So it's been, I don't know, it's been nice. I like it. Um, I think I'm going to take, there's a little, like, the kind of car park mirrors. I'll have to see if my camera's in here, though. I think I might have taken it out. Oh, I did. That's okay. But I've decided that I think my, my thing is going to be just, like, with my film camera, take a photo 
one of the rear view backup mirrors everywhere I go. So, yeah. Because I like it. I think it's fun. And I like the places that you often see them. Like, so far I've got train station, parking lot, and um, just on the street in New York. And this one would be a bike. It's like a sharp bike turn so that way you can see if someone's coming. You don't hit them. You know, if you can go wide, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. I also like the morning shift just because it makes you get up like earlier which for me is not it's not that early it's like 9 30. um so yeah i like that i just if i want to have it also forces me to sleep earlier because standing again for just like four and a half hours at a time i guess like you gotta sleep before that and then to not like mess up everyone's orders to not be slow it is a bit like physically involved a little it's not like high stress at all but yeah i don't know it's nice that i like just have to go to sleep early and especially the last two nights i've just been so tired that it's not even like my mind normally doesn't race i usually have no trouble sleeping at all but the last few weeks it's been like the most vivid dreams and that it's just been crazy i was just like what is going on? So, yeah, I'm missing side quest land. It's just not been the greatest for me. But I talked to my mom. I a lot of other stuff. But I talked to my mom about all of that. And she was like, oh, if I realized it'd be so hard for you, we would have made different plans earlier. And now she wants, she's like, she doesn't want me to be unhappy here. She obviously wants to see me, so making other plans. There's no way that this is interesting for anybody. This is me just like, <laughs> whatever. I will someday have something of substance, but that's another thing that I thought a bit about, but there's so many people that I've known specifically people I've dated where I will think about it and be like what did we talk about like did we ever say anything of substance like anything noteworthy like in the slightest and there's just so many people where it'll be like straight up answers no all around and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just not what I want you know and in life I like and the, but then there's some people where it'll be like I don't know because I just don't always remember everything. I have a pretty good memory for like facts about other people or like if they tell me a story I'll tend to like remember it whatever but I just won't like conversation like I don't I don't keep a mental transcript or anything so um but then there's people where it's like oh like you know that you always have like really meaningful like personal conversations with them and that's just like how things naturally tend to be or They'll have like very like rigorous academic ones but then the the two like they just require so much energy so of course in like a romantic relationship it's just you tend to have more like exposure to them you're not always going to be at that same like level that you are when you just happen to see a friend and so that's just and you're ready to put in more effort but it's weird and i don't know i just want I, I think I realize that I care 
a bit more about the personal growth than the academic kind. Like, I, I want someone to be more emotionally intelligent than just start, like, but like generally intelligent, which is, like, ideally it's both because I think to some degree you have to be pretty generally intelligent. I think, like, they both lend themselves to each other and be naive. I think otherwise, oh, those are, like, pretty tree. So, what I'm saying is it's tough being so brilliant out here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, kicking rocks. So it feels like sometimes. But I went to New York this past weekend to get away from SideQuest land. And I'm going to Houston in a few weeks, but to see my friend. Um, not very interesting. I'm gonna go back to New York and I come back here. You don't need to know my whole schedule. It's fine. <laughs> but where was that going? Oh yeah, I felt like a new kind of vigor and everything. Okay, there's a bench here. Um, I sit at this bench a lot and I've never read the plaque. Surprisingly, it said, "In memory of our lovely and healing NCMA walks, Donald and Judith Hillman." I agree. Uh, so in case I hadn't said it, now you know I'm at the NCMA. <laughs> it is lovely. I'm so sweaty. But I, this, I, yeah, this NCMA nature sculpture walk is genuinely gorgeous. Ugh. I don't know how to describe this, but it's, this is complete jump, so, um, what should I call it? So I had a talk with my mom last night where it's about our, our feelings and everything. And it's something where I feel like I've just flipped a switch where I want to just like talk to her about everything, tell her everything. Whereas before I always felt like it had to be pretty, pretty, well, pretty hesitant. And now I feel like ready to put in that effort. And yeah, I don't know. I'm very excited and it's kind of strange that I, I was just so scared to let her in because I didn't want to be like rejected at my most vulnerable because so many times as like a child oh my gosh sweet sweet puppies they're both so fuzzy oh my god and a Bernie's mountain dog and the others I don't know what he is but he's got a funny tail and they're both the same size and they walk together and I Love them. They're so slow because it's hot and their tongues are out. They're just looking around so slowly. <laughs> They're so funny. Hello, puppies. One of them's looking at me. Hello, puppies. You gotta wave to them. You gotta wave to the puppies. They're on like a shared split leash. And they got friends. Hello, puppies. These big boys. <laughs> They're so sweet. Oh my gosh. I love them. <laughs> oh my god. They're beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought from the distance that there was a baby. Um, and this pouch that the lady is carrying. But there is indeed a puppy in that little... Like, it's 
It's just one of those wraps that you strap to your chest, but there's just a little puppy in it. So that was crazy for me. Um, I'm deeply obsessed with that, actually. And my, I don't think my cats would like it, because they both like to be held in very particular ways. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So... Honestly, there had been just such a build-up to the mom stuff because it's so, like, deeply ingrained with, like, anything with their parents. It sort of, like, it just does ripple through your whole life, and it's, yeah, it's <laughs> not being very eloquent today, and none of my thoughts are particularly well-versed. Um... But in my defense, my feet are throbbing, so... Because I have to wear thick socks all the time because my ankles just bleed like crazy. And then I also, they just got torn to shreds by my shoes in New York. So I have to be extra careful. But this puppy is adorable. He's a fuzzy little guy. Such a fuzzy little... Oh, the other two dogs are coming to him to say hello. <laughs> Uh, the three of them are together. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, some of my boring updates. But, it's nice to talk to somebody about them, I guess. But, I kind of have, that's the thing that, so with the night, <laughs> I'm going to talk about his work. But isn't that the human condition? A little bit to talk about the people, you know? And I like to hear about them. I mean, people are what interest me most. And I don't, like, I just want to know everything about everybody. Ugh. But alas. I'm peeling my cuticles, that's why I'm so distracted. I also realized that I haven't watched a movie in a bit. So I'm probably going to watch a movie tonight. And... I want to read a book this weekend. I don't have work. I have my hair appointment tomorrow. And so read a book this weekend. I also have a lot of shows to catch up on, but I want to watch a movie because it's just a different, it's just a different mindset. Genuinely is. Um, and I've also been putting off writing. I did the outline for a piece. <laughs> and the thing is, like, uh, there's, like, a number, uh, not really, there's, like, a handful of celebrities that I like a lot, and it's easy, like, for me, if I, like, have a concept that I want to, like, write about or work on, or if there's a setting I really enjoy, then, like, that's what I start with, and I kind of, like, think about which, like, celebrities I, like, enjoy analyzing the most, and then I'll, like, shift their lives to this, that, because I, it's, I don't know, I kind of find, like, stories where they're about the concept of celebrity a little boring or I feel like it's pretty easily overdone because it's like as much as there are different kinds of celebrities in its own kind of niche like just conceptually like that that like crossing of a threshold in a way um isn't (laughs) the most intriguing after a couple of analyses um personally so I'll just like take what I understand from them, and I'll, like, I will, like, make nods to the celebrity that myself, just because I'm, like, gotta give the character credit, I guess. 
and yeah so have that outline and I just have to start writing it so I also want to do that this weekend so yeah but I think movie tonight uh there's a movie I think I want to watch architecture 101 so just because I'm now I'm shouting into the void but whoever (laughs) receives this um if you don't have Letterboxd, you should. I'm not, like, as obsessive with it as I once was. But that's also just because, like, none of my friends have been watching movies lately. And I guess I haven't been either. But I also wonder if it's, like, we just, like, stop seeing each other watching them as much. And so it's, like, not as, like, I, I don't know that it just exists in a vacuum is all I'm getting at. But, yes, big Letterboxd fan. Also, I recently, um cut off a friend because I was like the their intentions seemed a little little funny I guess not funny because there's nothing like wrong with like liking somebody or anything like that but I just I don't I just don't want that anymore in my life like I, I don't need friends that are just like yeah I just want a friend to be there as a friend and you can always kind of tell when that's not the case and sometimes it's like it's just negligible you know nothing like I don't know it's funky but I yeah it may be a bit sad and I've been told that I've had like drunken meltdowns about that kind of thing where I'll just be like why what like I lost this friend and this friend and this friend because they all likes me and couldn't just view me as a friend and I was like I don't understand and then some of them I even would try and be friends with like a year later or something because I like I, I I'm like they're my friend like actually I miss them and then it's just the same thing and I'm like okay uh great <laughs> uh so but I've also been in this mood I was talking to my friend Thomas about this but where I am once again convinced that everyone hates me. <laughs> like all of my friends. So I've just stopped talking to a lot of people. Um, I try not to because I know that like they wouldn't respond if they were upset. And most of them would like say something if they were whatever. And I know this is just me in my own head. I don't quite know why. Um, which is rare for me. I usually understand that pretty readily. Um... But maybe I need to rewatch The Banshees of Inishirin because <laughs> that movie's so crazy, so so closely related, so on topic. Um, but yeah, I've just been feeling like pretty insecure all around lately. I suppose um, I just don't feel quite like myself. And that's why this is so, like, disjointed, but I also just want to talk it out because I don't (laughs) go to therapy anymore because they're always like, oh my god, you're so self-aware, even psychiatrists, and then I'm just like, so you're dumping me because you don't think there's, like, there's nothing they feel like they can do to help me so much of the time because I'll be like, yeah, like, like, I know, like, I understand that, um, and I think that's something that my friends do, like, a great job of, because they know that, like, for the most part, most people, like, 
won't try and give me like solutions they won't try and give me advice because they know like that's not what I go to them for but it's like with my mom I was saying like oh like that we have this like disagreement I guess you could say it was more like she had a problem and I had no idea that she had a problem and then she yelled at me and I was like I'm an adult and so that's part of what I talked to her about where I was like I just don't want to be spoken to that way ever again and then we had a whole heart to heart discussion I don't mean to speak about it like with that tone but you know it's just easier than I, there's no reason to go into the details um, but it was just like reminders of like like, I can always, like, like, I know what my mom's feeling, like, I understood her point of view, but it's still just, like, it'll be a reminder to just be, like, a lot of my friends are a little bit woo-woo, you know, <laughs> so they'll remind me to just, like, stay centered, or, like, my friend Steph had her, her birthday recently, and she did, like, a tarot card reading for me, and it really helped, and that's the kind of thing where it's, like, I don't know, I really like the ritual of those kinds of like ways of thinking and it's not getting like lost in a narrative it's just trying to like see the moving pieces rather than like engage with it and I like those reminders and I really value it so it's part of why it's hard for me to lose a friend because I'm like no that was so fun I mean it's also just hard because it would be hard for anybody and I'm just particularly not good at losing people per se um but I will say the thing I feel bad about is the person who I was like, I can't talk to you anymore. I texted him about it and I have not seen what he I have not looked at his response yet. It's been days. Ah yes, but I was talking to Thomas about it and he was like it was very serious like if it's if it makes a difference, like like I you are missed dearly and I'm not indifferent. And I was like, that's so sweet. I lose like oh god wind just so emotional about it um because I don't know like it's I think that's why sometimes I like to just like do random little things like I'll send my friends postcards from wherever I am in the world and it's just stuff like that because I know that some I'm not always the best at saying things like outwardly like Tom like how Thomas did where it's just like even unprompted I still just like to sometimes like affirm my friends especially because some of them are particularly anxious but yeah, I don't know. I really, I just like being in, like, I, I like creating spaces where it's just, like, genuine, like, kindness, openness, like, being grounded, and I'm so glad that I have my friends for that, because as much as that's a space that, like, I've curated on my own, and in general, I'm a very, like, content person, uh, it's still nice to be, like, reminded that, like, they've all had very different lives and all arrived to, like, the same point of calm I guess for lack of a better word um so yeah it's just it's something I care about deeply and always want to do what I can to foster um and I'm sure it's like somewhat reactionary to like cling to that so closely because my mom is just like she tends to run temper like if something doesn't sit well with her she immediately like she has outbursts is what we'll say as once you see like eventually comes around and everything like that like it starts with an outburst <laughs> and when you're a child that like it's it's hard not to take that personally even if like you understand that it's not to do with you even if you understand there's other stuff going on in her life then it's like it's hard to not take a person yelling at you at face value 
you know? Um, so it's something that I've worked really hard to do to just be like calm in any given situation. Because I don't, like, regardless of what I'm feeling, I don't want the other person to feel like it's their fault to feel responsible for my emotions to do whatever. And on the one hand, like, that, I, I honestly, like, I don't really see a problem with that as long as, like, because I still voice my opinions and I still, like, talk about them. So it's not as though I'm withholding and trying, like, trying to work through it completely on my own. Although, like, I definitely could be more open and I would like to be. And I think that it'll be easier now that I've talked to my mom and I want to be so much more open with her because that's like people closest to you rejecting you is this is the scariest thing. So, yeah, but I don't just want to live in fear. I just want to come from a place of love. And you got to be vulnerable sometimes. And I'm not good at that. But all I'm practicing and I'll be better. And I still feel like I'm coming off a weird roller coaster. I still feel like I'm in a strange limbo, uh, purgatory, side quest land, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think the job makes it easier, a day-by-day structure where I have to go to sleep early. I have to, like, take care of myself in other ways. I have to a lot of time to do what I want to do now that less hours of the day are quote unquote mine and yeah making back the money I spent in New York <laughs> um, yeah so I'm I must didn't take it easy for a bit until I feel okay again I still feel pretty wobbly in general and it's not, it's like, yeah, I mean, just pretty, with sheer immediacy, like, my entire life changed, like, I graduated, and as much as that's, like, a big accomplishment, like, woo, celebratory, congratulatory, like, it's also just, like, neutrally, it's just your life, your entire life changes, and this isn't even, like, the next phase of my life, this is the intermediary period (laughs) before, what is actually the next phase and that's just all like I just have to work really hard to get a good job and everything and that's what the master's is kind of for as much as it is to like learn which is very much what I want to do because I love academia I love school in general um but it's also yeah I'm gonna be learning so much and it'll be another phase so I'm trying to find some sense of stability and like I don't know, tie up loose ends in a way and fix what I can now so that way I can just focus on whatever else I need to focus on (laughs) when the time comes. Um, But that just leaves me feeling a little loosey-goosey where I'm, it's almost like when you have too many things to do that you just don't know where to start and it's like, well, by not choosing one, you're just getting nothing done. So (laughs) I just decided to start with my mom and to start there um oh my god my back I need to do some yoga oh Jen was to start walking again then sat down this time oh the puppies and their owners are having a good time laying in the grass they're both happy I love to 
wave at them, and then when they turn their head, I turn my head, and I feel like I've made contact. But the tiny flowers we puppy in the grass was so cute. The, the other four are like all, the elders, including four, uh, are all like grouped together, and then the one's just a little bit off on it. I'm sorry, off on his own. I'm also sorry, I think I just hit the mic. I <laughs> tap my chest. Um, but honestly, I've been thinking about Thai tea and I might stop at, um, there's a Kung Fu tea near me, so I might stop there and get Thai tea. Thai tea is really fun to say. I'll be honest with you. Thai tea. I also did not know that green Thai tea was a thing until I tried it at work because I just said in my mouth, I was like, I have no, like, I don't, what is green Thai tea? Like, why, why is it green? And it's apparently just like a more like floral, herby-ish. Um, Thai tea. It's made the same way in everything, and I like it. It's like not as sweet, it's whatever. So, but I've never seen that anywhere else, so I will just have to settle for Thai tea because I'd feel really funny <laughs> going into work and getting one now. But it's okay. Damn, my friend, it was uphill and hot as fuck. <laughs> my phrasing was a bit disjointed there, it's kind of strange. Oh, but also over this weekend, I saw these two girls I went to high school with, and one of them I did 7th and 8th grade with at the, in an academic center in Chicago, Taft. <laughs> we were really close then, but then in high school, like, different schedules, she did cross country, I swam, then lacrosse, whatever. So we just didn't see each other as much, but her and this girl were very close, and she was visiting her uh, for their spring break, and so... I just thought she was in New York. I was swiped up on her story. I was like, hey, let me know if you want to get coffee or something. And I don't know. It was it was just a little... I'm listening to the bugs. I'm also trying not to be breathing so heavy. Because, damn, it's a hill. <laughs> but it was just like... I don't know. That kind of conversation, I was really interested to see how it was going to go. Because... Like, we weren't that close. Like, the one girl that my, um, that she was being visited, <laughs> who I don't really know, I almost never spoke to her. I was like, like, we don't have any, like, background way of communicating. Like, we don't, I, like, it's just not, like, I've never really spoken to her. I don't know what's gonna, what it's gonna be like. And it was really nice. I liked it a lot. And it wasn't even, like so little of it was talking about like even high school, which is what I guess like a lot of these conversations, I kind of feel like, like I, I don't re reunite with people that I'm not close with. Like some of my best friends are high school, still best friends with, but that's just like, that's an active friendship that keeps going. So you don't really think about the past that much. Um, yeah, so It was just nice to lose just like talking to anybody our age but honestly being from all being all being from Chicago despite having like had very different lives and some different lives general lives very different people different lives I can shut up sometimes it was just nice to talk to somebody and as much as sorry for the win as much as I speak particularly improperly <laughs> like, 
it's still like I, I use a lot of slang that is to say and they just don't as much um, we still like have the same pronunciations the same cadence and there is still like a very like deep comfort with that and I really appreciated that <laughs> it's just like, a nice way that you kind of navigate tone for other people that's just very understood most funny because like, I say homies a lot when I'm talking about someone's friends and I just said I, like at one point I just happened to say they were homies and then they kind of like took a second and they're like oh yeah I don't know it's funny so <laughs> but I felt so bad because the one girl that like I did that like I didn't have Instagram for a while I deactivated it and I didn't know that she studied abroad last month, so she was like, she said she studied abroad in France. I was like, what? <laughs> I, and I, like, I'd like, it's like, I, like, in my head, I was like, I feel like I would have seen this on Instagram. So I just forgot that I hadn't had it for a while. Uh, so I went back after I looked at all her pictures, and I was like, yeah, seemed like she had fun. But, and I mean, she told me she did, so. Fair enough. But, yeah, I had a good time. It was really nice and I think that I would want to do it like more often if I've ever happened to be in a city where I also knew went to high school with like I don't know not as opposed to it I'm <laughs> not opposed to it at all I'm all for it talk to these people <laughs> so my, I'm so if I don't finish more. Um, I don't know how like dreary I actually sounded or slow or tired or whatever, but I'm gonna put up anyway in being bad at your hobbies. But more than that, just sometimes I don't have to be interesting. Because <laughs> with every point that came to my mind, if you could call it a point, I it just felt so feeble. Also, sorry if you can hear the air conditioning in the car. It's, as we said, 30 degrees Celsius. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I saw two clips that I recorded like a week ago before New York or something. I think a week ago. Honestly, time is very, very funny these days. <laughs> um, but I am not in a place where I feel like I can listen to them back but I don't want to forget about it or sit on it or whatever too much. So I'm going to stitch them together here. So do with that what you will. Sometimes I just have, I only have a bunch of white yellow and a bunch of X. Um, it's the first buggy of the day. Yeah, I feel like I see them pretty often here. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm just gonna put things out there, and honestly, it's one of those things where it's like with writer's block, the thing, what I always do, I, like, I, I never feel like I really have writer's block because I will just write any, like, I just brain dump, essentially, until I feel like, and then I delete it all. I, like, that's an important part. 
even if you read it back and you're like, oh, this part's salvageable, just delete it all, because otherwise you're going to build the whole story trying to fit it around, like, two good lines. Um, and just because I've been feeling a bit slow, like, as a, as a person, I guess, like, overall, like, my thoughts haven't been uh, quite all there <laughs> or together or anything. Um, this is kind of, um, this is my version of that. This is the spoken word vomit, but not even, like, in a fun way. I don't know how that would be fun. Also, there's a neighbor who is, he grills every day. And they have a balcony upstairs, so I don't know why he doesn't just move it up there, but they, like, he, he just grills in, like, we have, like, a shared garage area, or, like, all of the garages connect to the same place. And he just does it there every day, and I'm like, I, like, I respect it, but what is so important? I don't know. Like, I, w I would love to know, genuinely. But, anyway. Yeah. Hello, North Carolina. Uh, welcome to Sorensen Center. I think I should have flipped those two upon <laughs> speaking them. Hello, Sorensen Center. Welcome to North Carolina. Uh, we're in Durham, actually. I'm just so used to saying Raleigh Durham in conjunction. But that is not the case here. Speaking quietly, later effect. Um, <clears throat> sorry for the. The throat clearing, the life sounds. Um, I'm also drinking a smoothie while walking, so I'm out of breath and will occasionally be sick. I don't know why people keep staring at me today. Um, <laughs> my usual response, just for my own sake, is to be like, ah, they must think I'm pretty, <laughs> but I don't, I don't feel particularly <laughs> good looking today. So, um, it's not, the usual route is not, it's not too successful at the moment. Um, I'm not sure how helpful a podcast on this would be, so it's one of those things where it's like, you're talking to your crush, and you're like, I don't know if I should say it, like, I don't know if I will, and then you do, and then, like, the whole lead-up was stupid. Um really good explanation on my part but it's like I don't know if this will go up but if it does then it was it's mostly because I don't know what I'm going to say and it's only in retrospect can I be like yeah there's something worthwhile in there um, but basically I am someone who believes rather adamantly in talking about taboo topics because I think that's the most important way to keep people safe in the know, educated, aware, whatever. Um, not whatever, like it's important I should take better care of my words and that's part of why the part of the point of this. But um, I hope okay, I'm gonna get to hold the microphone closer to me. Oh okay. It was very nice. They tried to avoid me because it gets while I was talking. But it didn't work well in the end. Ah, my bag is falling. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> what I'm going to talk about is essentially 
sexual assault. And the thing is, uh, like if you're a college student, if you're, I mean, it depends where you are in the world. I've just been someone that's very lucky to live in like the kind of um, leftist bubbles where resources on like safe sex are very readily available to me. And the point is I will not like, I very much promote it and advocate for it. I simply, there are more reliable sources that can provide you with more resources if you are someone that actively needs help. And if you would find any conversation around this triggering at all, like, please don't keep listening, even out of, like, curiosity. And even though I will never reveal, like, gory details, just as how, just as how, <laughs> just, like, if you're recovering from an eating disorder, then, um, you don't talk about the ways that you disordered your eating. Uh, so, no details. And I cannot give a single fuck about any of my assaulters, my offenders, but I'm not gonna say their names because I like I don't care about them. Um, if you're like, oh, why won't, if you don't care, why talk about it? And it's like, because their actions had an impact on my life and have affected the way that I think and whatever. And I was recently detailing how <laughs> the kind of succession that these things took in my life. And I realized um, that I think, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not someone who talks about this often because I have my own complexes around it where I need to be seen as capable, where I want to be held accountable for my actions in the way that these people never were, never will be. Um, and so I don't like to use anything as a scapegoat, if you will. And then it just kind of evolved into like, even if it could promote some kind of understanding or even like letting someone in, if you will, I just never saw the point. And now I'm kind of realizing that it's probably something that I should be more open about. And there's probably so many people that internalize this and then it again perpetuates <laughs> like this notion of silence even further um, despite whatever personal lens I apply so but I also have to turn around now I already have to go pick up dinner so it might be a little podcast well no no duh a little car moment um but yeah and so I'm not someone who's good at going in chronological order because it's just not how my brain works. It tends to flip-flop to association-based elements rather than time ones. <laughs> but I think in some ways it's easiest to start with the first one, which is the biggest shoe drop per se, <laughs> um, which is that when I was very young. Oh my god. It's weird things. I grow so many people. These, these deep kids in there around so it's a cross country team. No. Um, but basically I was a victim of pedophilia. Um, I was very young. That is, that is how that works. Wow. I think I was like four or five. 
and I had blacked out memories of it until probably like second grade. <laughs> it was honestly, I was watching Grey's Anatomy with my mom and she covers my eyes. She, we're, not, we're not heathens. But I obviously like look through because I'm like, oh, like what is going on? I'm curious. And then um, you see this thing and I'm like, huh. I'm remembering things that I don't know how to deal with. So I like keep blocking it out for few more years and then whenever I was in seventh grade I went to um, high school I went to high school in seventh grade I went to Taft. Does that make sense here? One of my accidental metronome episodes so I edited the audio so I like slipped them together in garage band and when I export the song I accidentally added the metronome. I don't really know how I did that. Um, so kind of wanted to be a one-take wonder, but it seems like that may not be the case. There is the first smoothie sip. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, anyway, I we had someone come in to talk about sexual health, and they're like, what's the difference between, like, this that the other thing? They're like, this is domestic abuse. They're talking about all sorts of different terms and whatever. And I went up to the lady afterward, and she, and I was like, oh, like, I think something happened to me when I was younger. And she's like, okay. And I was like, there's someone here to be educating us. Like, she was not the most helpful at the end of the day. Like, she did a good job of discussing terms. That was about it. <laughs> but it, like, still made me, like, address what had happened, and then... I at least was able to say something like a bit to my friends and sort of begin my own journey from there where just in general by the time I got to high school like again I was lucky that where I went to this kind of high school where I grew up in Chicago where these things are like much more openly discussed but we would talk about um, okay. uh, sorry someone just trying to be brave and ignore the waiter and then just walked waltzed her way right into it and I was like man please please engage in the waiter effect and politely go the other way this is not the good west I guess but we'd openly talk about um like things like masturbation and porn and the effects and we would like some of us some of us me <laughs> would read like theory on then uh, it's proper application of the term the male gaze it kills me to know and how these terms will enter the like will enter colloquial speech like male gaze and then they'll be like the female gaze i'm like shut the f like shut up <laughs> please read a book um like i it's well intended so it's hard to get like truly upset but then i do think it causes harm if you're spewing stuff you don't know what you're saying um but that's life, I guess. And then they take on new meanings, and then how do you distinguish and accept an academic context? But then how do you negate um, uh, barriers to entry? And um, I think I got a text that the food is already word. Anyway, that was very helpful, and it means that, like, you're not repressed, that you feel, like, open, comfortable, and that way you're able to, like, more directly say, like, 
if you consent to things or if you're really interested in something and it's just like less gray area and something that it's pretty important to be clear about uh, otherwise it could have pretty detrimental effects but anyway I had a situation my sophomore year where I was like flirting with this one guy and we like, had a fun little thing and then someone in our friend group what is this lady doing? I, don't, I prefer when people pass me the other way rather than walking in the same direction. Um, but, sorry, distracted. Um, yeah, and so then that happened, and there's a whole unfurling in other ways, but I, with my history, was immediately just unable to move, unable to see people, completely isolated, I couldn't like talk to anybody, I didn't know what's happening, I just went very poorly, entered a very like depressive episode. And so the friend that I had initially been seeing who like knew everyone knew what had happened because the person who had assaulted me was spreading lies saying that I would be accusing him of something. People were like, oh my god, she's horrible if she would accuse someone when it wasn't true. And I was like, I've been bedridden. How was that supposed to happen? Um, like, when, when was this occurring? And anyway, so the person and the thing with before, who was a good friend of mine, for like years before that, took me to a party to like be like, oh, like you should see more people do things. Like, it's okay. And I, because I was not doing well mentally, blacked out and just like went to bed in one of the rooms and then I am like literally asleep and then he's this guy who's supposed to be my friend is saying like oh can we now can we do this now can we do this now like sex so there's other people but they he kept being like can we have sex now and I was like no like I'm asleep and I just kept saying no and it was clear that he wasn't going to change until I said yes. So there I am, like, half asleep. said yes. And if someone pressures you into that, that is still assault. So afterwards, he was like, oh, good. I just wanted to feel like you were mine again. Because he had some, like, misconstrued concept of ownership over me when we were situationship, you know. And then it just became clear that I was simply was not a person, that I was purely an object and that was going to be the way he related to me and so we were not friends um, and later he became one of my friends um, several years down the road and then I maybe threatened him a little and now he runs when he sees me and I feel good but at the same time I don't like to continue notions of power but I hope he's too scared to do shit again um, anyway to pick up food. but this I was reminded of this because in the film Closer which is I literally don't know if that movie was good or bad but it made me think about that because the two men had this battle for ownership over Julia Roberts essentially and I was like sort of what prompted this line of thought because I hadn't seen that represented in the film so directly in any way hello Food is acquired. I didn't know there was going to be two separate bags for it, though. So I had to run back, and so I'm out of breath. Um, so my legs, my thighs suddenly feel like rocks, because that's where they are. Just beyond 
expand my comprehension as a former elite swimmer at that. It's crazy out here. Um, but I'm just going to speed run the, the rest of the people, especially because like with what happened, I keep almost waiting with people's names. Uh, it would indeed be easier for probably- oh fuck, that says do not enter. No! Why don't they just have normal in and outs of parking lots? Um, anyway, sorry. Um, it probably would have been easier if I made up fake names, but then I would have gotten confused. And we all know that I'm the priority here. No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. Babe, babe, don't leave. Um, sorry. Um, anyway. Oh gosh, people can't drive in this state for their lives, honestly. It's, it's impressive, if you think about it at all, how, how bad they are. Um, it astonishes me every day. Literally every day I am perplexed. But that's not a here nor there. I, it's just me ranting. And what does that do except put other people down? In this case, they should not be allowed to have a license. So that feels like a reasonable issue to raise. But I digress. Um, and, and my point is returning to me. Uh, oh, I was saying the, I almost said the name. Oh, but I was too dazed from the first incident to even like really understand when it happened at the party with my friend, uh, former friend. Um, it was sad. There's one day I was in, I was on and off in therapy my whole life because like, even though I never said what happened to me as a kid, cause like, I blocked that out. Um, like something was clearly wrong with me and clearly like messed me up as a child. Cause I was like, what, four? <laughs> something like severely young. And like, I would never let like adults touch me. Like even my family, I was like, no, like none of you are coming near me. And it's not because of like the person, like that's the thing is that once you are like traumatized from an event and you show like symptoms of that, like I am diagnosed with PTSD. Um, the way that they manifest, like, it's it's kind of hard for other people like that, uh, where my family would be like, what are you, like, what's wrong? Like, I'm not gonna hurt you. And I, like, I was, like, still a child, and you can't explain that, like, this has nothing to do with them, and it's hard for people to believe that, because it's just, like, I, like, I, it's just fear in that way, like, whatever triggers you, it's, it brings you back to those moments, and so it feels like you are just currently in that moment, and it's just a reminder of the past, and that is part, that's a big part of why I'm someone who lives in the moment. <laughs> um, but really, it's like, it's just a way to stay grounded and reminded of like what's actually happening, and my adult brain can handle anything that comes my way. Um, similar, and then like, just, I will fully get away from the point. And there's too much ground to cover, because my first boyfriend I was, uh, is this bug inside the car? Be free, little guy. I don't want you in here as much as you don't want to be in here. Why the fuck you come in? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's free now. He is safe. It's okay. Um, anyway, we started dating. He was a senior. I was a junior. It was the springtime. And when he went to college, he cheated on me, and then I was like, but when he went to school in Iowa, and I went to Iowa, and I and was like, okay, we can do this, it's fine. And then he confessed to cheating on me again, like, the next day. 
and so I was like, okay, we're, we're done. But we had a lot of mutual friends, and I was like, whatever. I guess we didn't talk all the time, but we were on decent enough terms. Not really. But I just didn't hate the man, is all I'm getting at. And the next summer after I had then graduated high school, and he was just back from college, we worked at the same ice cream shop that a mutual friend had gotten us jobs at. But like we were barely ever on shift together, just saw him sometimes. Um, but I was like um, amicable, all of that. But um, yeah, no. So at the end of the summer, literally like a week before I went to college, uh, I had just broken up with my next boyfriend, the first person I ever loved. Oh, oh, <laughs> um, my first love. Sorry, I like. We're still friends, and I've written and published things about him, but it's like, I don't know, it's still in its own way, like, first love, for better or for worse, is no longer personal after it's like time has passed, because, like, we're different people, like, we grow up, uh, so I still like to remember it, because it was a time and a place, and I just, I cherish that a lot, especially after, like, such a hard time with what... The first one did so yeah but we had just broken up and then one day um after i got off of work at the ice cream shop he did not have to work that day he is like oh my god like he had a really rough family situation and just like it's not easy for him in general but he called me up and he was like oh my god my mom has says she has cancer and i like believe her Oh, sorry, the car thing's trying to mute myself, but I'm not. And, um, so I was like, oh my god, are you okay? And I, like, did not understand why I was the first port of call after, like, a year of essentially, like, no contact. Um, anyway, it just didn't make sense, but I guess, like, it the way I reasoned, rationalized it to myself was that, like, I understood his family situation, like, I'd met his mom, like, I knew what things were like, whatever, whatever. Um, and then he's like, I'm at my aunt's house, like, it's just, like, house-sitting, whatever. And I was like, okay, like, what do you want me to do? Because <laughs> at this point it was, like, almost 11 p.m. Because that's the ice cream shop, like, I would finish cleaning by, like, 10, 10.30. And so I get there, and like right out the gate, I am just being assaulted. <laughs> I was like, can you, uh, like, I've, the first, I, this is one of those things where I'm a deeply, like, polite person to a very massive fault. This has caused, like, other issues in my life, but I was just trained to be, like, very respectful. Uh, and so I said, can you please stop? <laughs> As, like, I'm being joking, like, not, like, getting lightheaded and, like, bruised, whatever. And then I leave as soon as humanly possible. Like, as soon as I physically am left alone for the first time, um, I just book it. And I'm in the car, I call my best friend, and I'm just, like, sobbing. And <laughs> the police pull me over! The police! And, um, they are like, your headlights out. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll turn them on. 
And because I'm like sobbing hysterical and he was like, don't start driving until you stop crying, please. <laughs> and I was like, are you okay? And I, I don't, I've read if Chanel Miller's incredible book, um, No My Name. I feel like I'm butchering that, but that's just because my brain's in the funky place right now. So I'm so sorry, Miss Chanel Miller. I love you so dearly. That book was wonderful. I think about specifically, there's a scene, or a scene? That sounds weird because it's real life. But she was like so afraid of human touch that she had to go, like, the first time she was able to like feel safe was at a hair salon and then like those small moments just meant so much to her. And I really resonate with that and I think about that hair salon scene constantly. Um, not constantly, but often enough. And um, that really went off the road. But I, I, like, that was the most clear-cut way that there could have been any intervention of someone being like, you can report this to the police. And I could barely respond to tell my name to, like, write down what had happened. Um, that there's, like, no chance. I, like, it was, I was, like, blubbering fool. It was, like, catastrophic. Especially because, like, even though just, like, two years prior at that point, I had been assaulted by a friend, someone I had considered a friend, or I guess two people. Um, like those, it was somehow like affected me less because there was no like romantic relationship. There was never this like, oh, like feeling safe with a partner kind of thing. It was, it was like a friend. So it was like, why would, like, why, why would that ever happen? But there was like certainly it just very much did not feel about me at all. It was like, you know, uh, its own thing. But also, pause. Pause, remember, I was in the car, I couldn't, um, I couldn't, like, speak well enough to even tell them, but ultimately I also just knew that I would not mentally be able to get through, like, the trial, and especially after reading Chanel Miller's book, at, like, the state that I was in, I know that it it was self-preservational, but it always, like, I've never been able to figure out a way to not make it feel selfish, that I was, like, I couldn't do it. Like, I, I always feel, like, selfish when I say that I've never brought myself to report someone. Because I'm, like, what <laughs> if they hurt someone else? And you have to hope, you, like, you. it's bizarre, but you have to hope that you are the exception, that, like, you are special. You have to hope that you are the one time they do this, even though you know that's not true. <laughs> like, you you know it's not, but that's the only way to, like, sleep at night is to be so self-involved and then it just feels even grosser. Um, but just to, like, I, be believed in any capacity to go through what she did and it's just, like, and I was never going to have hard evidence. And I, at the same time, I'm like, I, like, I have this was someone that I had my first relationship with and so and I like knew his situation I was like and also to this day I do not know if his mom actually had cancer because we had a lot of close friends but um they eventually caught on that he did something like really fucked up and they all dropped him like a bad habit um great song for the coops anyway um the pause was to say oh well, twofold. This will be one story, though. Uh, but
but when I was little, like, when I first remembered watching, like, Grey's Anatomy, I was like, should I say something? Because I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know how to, like, articulate that because I was very, I was, like, in second grade. I didn't have the language to speak about what happened, let alone, like, understand what it was. And even, like, when I was still very young, when I was, like, 12, when I, like, slightly had a better grasp of what was going on when I was in seventh grade and I heard all this, I was like, I feel like I should tell someone. But, I mean, by seventh grade, he had already been prosecuted for other... Uh, instances but my whole life I felt like as soon as I found out that there were others involved I was like I felt so guilty that I like I didn't say anything and it was like I kept I would find like reasons but to me like reasons always come across like excuses rather than explanations so they'd be like I literally couldn't remember like I didn't have the language and I know that like no other child like any other like I was a child didn't have the language, didn't whatever. Um, but it's again, just that like idea of like guilt, of being like you're the victim and you feel guilty. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's fucked up. And that's what I'll chalk it up to because <laughs> otherwise it just spirals uh, or goes in circles rather than spirals. But um, whatchamacallit? Yeah, no, so, the when the, the friend originally, the original friend, I don't know, um, assaulted me my sophomore year, I, it was because, like, I went, we were hanging out in a group of three, and then one of the friends left, and then as soon as I realized what he had, like, planned, um, which was to seduce me, essentially, even though I did not want that, um, my mind, like, as soon as I realized that was the moment where that was gonna happen, I, like, the PTSD started, and I stopped, like, speaking, I stopped being, like, responsive, and then he still, like, did things, and so, like, I, I did not consent at any point, and was completely in shock. So, it's fun, and it took a long time for that to get back to normal, and that had, like, some issues and, like, some relationships with, like, trust of, like, being open, yada, yada, yada. But anyway, back to the the pause, the police, and then I don't remember what happened thereafter because I went to college and the first semester was a shit show because heartbreak from first love honestly was like the main thought. Um, so yeah, but it, it was rough. <laughs> and then I didn't date anyone for a while, and then I started dating another person, and he cheated on me a few times. We were long distance, and he logged onto one of our Zoom calls with his ex's name and I was like oh my god how stupid can you be and then I was stupider and stayed with him uh, so if you've learned anything I will stay with someone who cheats on me um except never again no way I refuse actually so um <laughs> anyway ah but so I like stayed one time I did break up with him well, the Zoom call, I said, I'm breaking up with you, and I hung up, and then, lo and behold, I am weak. Uh, but anyway, there was one night where I got blackout drunk. I woke up the next day. I didn't remember anything. I'm covered in bruises. Like, my whole body covered in bruises, my neck, hand bruises, and so, like, I knew what happened. I knew what he did. Uh, he wouldn't say it, but it's, it's pretty evidence you know? And then I was like, okay, so we're done. 
And then he would make new email accounts, he got new phone numbers, he would contact me every way for like years on end. Oh my god, traffic. Um, and, but in, in any case, there was a lot of, not a lot of instances like that, but it was just, he was certainly a little manipulative sexually, and certainly like forceful in a way that was not consenting. And I was just like, after that I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a healthy relationship. And so I did. And then I decided to take a year after. And then when that ended, I decided to take a year to myself to, like, deal with my stuff, whatever. And so I did. And now I have a healthy grasp on things because I realized, um, I realized a lot of things, I guess. And this is what I was trying to rush to get to rush through the actual instances so that I could psychoanalyze real quick because that's the only way I could get through the day um because like the thing is as much as this is like a concentration on this type of trauma I have experienced a healthy amount of other kinds <laughs> I have holistic trauma babes so I've just always needed to like kind of detach from a situation and analyze it and stay present and understand that it's not what's currently happening, it's not my reality, and only I can define that. And I realized that I just need to stop letting people in, and even if I understood their situation, because all of these people had like some shitty, except for the first guy. That dude was rich and he was just stupid. Like he was getting C's, I mean C's, I'm sorry. That is a very basic interpretation of it, academic ability. Or, no, academic ability, that is correct, but of your intelligence. It is not apt. So, um... Oh, I'm actually taking a slightly longer way. Oops. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna get in this lane so that I remember to actually turn, though. No, okay. I thought it was gonna drastically change my arrival time. To home! To bring dinner to my mother. And to watch a movie with a friend. I'm so sorry for whenever I do accents. It'll happen again. <laughs> but I haven't been on my GeoGuessr grind as much. I would like to get back to it. But I just needed to be like, yeah, he was stupid. In general. Like, he also had no street smarts. He had nothing going for him. That was his, his pitfall, I suppose. But everyone else, I was just so, like, understanding. I was like, oh, I see, like, why you could do this. And then there's a whole, like, most of them were not men. Most of them were, like, it was when we were teenagers or something. Except for the me being a child, uh, you know, the pedophile part. Oh yeah, I also had a swim coach that was a pedophile. But luckily for me, I got that sixth sense. I said, no, fuck you. I can tell. Also, any, like, opening, um, thing. And, like, I can tell when a movie's gonna have a pedophile. From the first scene. From the jump. I know how things are gonna go. Every time. Um, and again, should I be proud of that? Like, maybe not. Um, but I know. I got that ability, regardless of wants or reason for equipping. Um, but yeah, no, so it's had very unhealthy relationships, and to some degree I thought that I'd, like, deserved it, and especially because I had felt guilty for not reporting things, I think the guilt and like allowing that like the long distance relationship to hurt me so much so repeatedly was 
a way of like punishing myself for it and being like but at the same time i was enabling another person's actions and it's just a slippery slope to whatever and it's also bold to assume that i enable anything that i have control over anything when it is very societal and i like ultimately it's what i matter does what i matter to do that's why i do matter is what i meant um that's a funny road i have not been on it before but yeah so this is a whole ordeal but i realized that like no one deserves anything like it was also just then became a thing like oh like surely i deserve all this other stuff that's happened to me for whatever reason um and it goes into like you have to believe you're special you have to hope it won't happen again and it all gets tied up but it's like no one deserves anything as much as like no one is owed anything in this life at all not whatsoever not the, not in the tiniest bit does anyone deserve anything that is a insanely cute dog i don't know what it is and i know dog breeds well it's definitely a mutt but it's precious uh anyway um yeah so yeah, I just had to let go of, like, that idea of deserving or owing anything and just go for someone that I was, like, we get along and, like, aren't hurting each other and there's no, like, warped sense of anything else. And also, if you are in it for a reason to, like, hurt yourself, if you know someone is, like, negatively impacting your well-being and the way that, like, my relationships work, with the exception of my first love, shouts out you. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway like it's no it's not a real relationship even then as well because it's not about the two of you it's about you inflicting the pain upon yourself that you want so it's like how like again from the movie closer one of the things i did well was to explain this was like depressed people are, are gonna want to be in relationships that make them unhappy because it validates their reality and their identity as like a sad individual um so it sort of goes in the same way that someone that abuses you, like taking that a step further, like it keeps you in a victim mentality, essentially, even though that is something like I always adamantly refuse. And that's why I don't talk about these things often is because, I, like I said, I want to be held accountable for my actions. I don't want this to be a scapegoat. I don't want anything like that. I don't want to be associated. And especially because like I say this and like my instinct would be to be like, oh, like that is rough like if someone <laughs> gave me the same list uh, at some point like as much as like the individual actions were never like it is never your fault if you were sexually assaulted it is never your fault you could always be like oh i could have done this yeah but like they decide they decided long before then that this is what they were gonna do to you and that's how it was it's not you didn't have any control over that but you do have control over whether you let keep letting them into your life or not and this is where I said that, like, other resources come in handy because, like, depending on the relationship, depending on, like, what role they play in your life, that how you can escape that feasibly is iffy because there's so many other social factors built in depending on, again, the relationship. And I cannot speak to that, but you can just not let people into your life. And so I've cut them off. And I always forget them because I'm like, whatever reason you did this, whatever reason I chose to understand or whatever made it easy, like, it's not my shit to deal with. That is your baggage. You deal with it. I hope you have fun um, realizing this is your shtick.
I don't know what's going on. Um, you can get past me, bub. It's not that hard. Uh, sorry, crazy driving situation. Not crazy. <laughs> it's very mild. But, yeah, no, so... I decided to not let them into my life. I decided to forgive them so that way their action, like, any guilt is on them. It's not on me to think about. And I just had to think my way out of it. And that's why my mind is my baby. I love her dearly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I definitely have more to say, and it's not concise because this isn't something I like to think about often. Because at the end of the day, like, now that I. I'm sure there's some smaller impacts that I'm not as cognizant of, but I will still seek to understand more, but it's just been a, it's been a long journey of understanding. So, um, anyway, I'm back, and it's going to cut me off, because that is what this thing does. But yeah, I hope something in there helped, if not anything other than, like, I see you, I feel your pain. And if you're someone who does this, I'll kick your teeth in. I don't care. Um, it's easier for me to do that with someone I don't know personally. Because there's that whole thing of like... Uh, what was it from? Oh, it was from the show You. <laughs> He's like, the longer you know someone, the more cursed you are to see them as human. So with all of these people that are, were treating me so abhorrently. I was like, yep, I just... Uh, I'm like filled with understanding and compassion, and but I'ma still cut you out for my sake. It's not my job to deal with your shit when you've decided to hurt me. And that's how you create a boundary. <laughs> it works.